Five on five in five. It is October 12th on this Thursday. Fletcher Keel, Stephen Albritton joining you once again for another episode. Uh, Fletcher, how are you today on this Thursday? I'm well. Aside from baseball results, I'm doing well. <laughs> it's also it's also Fletcher's Friday. It is Fletcher's Friday, so you can enjoy I'm Sunday that. to Thursday, so uh, it's almost my weekend. Very happy about that. <laughs> well, I, I hope your uh, Atlanta Braves bounce back. They're not done yet, not dead in the water yet, but I, I, I hope for the best for you. <laughs> you are more optimistic than I am. <laughs> Somebody has to be, right? Somebody has to be. All right, quick check on your weather forecast. Today is going to be a fantastic day along with tomorrow. Much warmer start to the day, and we should be getting close to the 80s here on Thursday and Friday, but that will all change if you're going out to high school football tomorrow night. If uh, your team tends to play a little bit later in the night, that's when the rain chances will uh, start to pick back up around 10 o'clock Friday night. And then that second front comes through town that's or comes through the city, through the area that's been uh, making its way across the country. Then you're looking at 50s, windy, and that just kind of annoying November rain that we all hate, but we all know is eventually going to grace us all with its presence all weekend long. So whether high school football, Saturday football with Bearcats homecoming or the Bengals game at 1 o'clock on uh, Sunday. Just prepare yourself for the chilly temps. Yes, we have another 1 o'clock slash home Bengals game, and rain is in the forecast. That can only be that can only be good news. Yeah, well, then again, that's what Seattle plays in half their season. They're coming to town, so they will be used to it when they get to Paycor, um on Sunday. But that's the weather forecast. Let's get to the news headlines here on 5 on 5 in 5. Five stories on Channel 5 in five minutes. Fletcher, our first story. Yes, uh, continuing to update you on the war between uh, Israel and Hamas. The death toll continues to rise. At least 2,500 uh, people have died on both sides of the conflict, including 22 Americans. And this morning we heard some really interesting sound from, uh, from a Bengals fan who was actually gifted tickets by Bengals players to the tw- uh, AFC Championship game in 2022, who now finds himself on the front lines of this war. Yeah, it was so good to hear from uh, Yaakov Hammer, who uh, our Meredith Stutz spoke to yesterday, but it's an unfortunate the circumstances that we had to check up on him right now because he is in the Israeli reserves. He's been called to the front lines. I think he's stationed uh, north of Gaza with his unit um, preparing uh, for orders, but we checked in with him. You know, he has a wife and a four-month-old back home, but he's been called to the front lines to fight. And um, uh, Hammer told Meredith Stutz that things change within an absolute millisecond. You know, hearing bombs going off, hearing the air raid sirens. So we just hope for the best for him and his family that he's able to get home safely. We all hope this conflict ends soon um, between, um, you know, hopefully Hamas can be defeated rather quickly so we can all move on because, you know, so many Israelis have been killed. Palestinians are caught in this. Americans are caught in this. And it's just a really bad situation. But our... um, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, he's on the ground in Israel, and uh, the U.S. continues to arm Israel in uh, support of them. Yep. Hammer says he's had five family members die so far, either in airstrikes or while fighting. Also says his wife's cousin uh, is missing as well. Um, so it was great to check in on him, um, as, as awful as those circumstances are. A little closer to home for our second story this morning. Tense moments for students and parents after two Cincinnati schools had separate bomb threats. Yeah, we'll talk about just things that are annoying over and over again. We are constantly dealing with these random school threats. First up, 7 a.m. yesterday, Clark Montessori was breaking news on our airwaves. Our, our, our newscasts were actually informing people that it was even happening um, because the, the school system, uh, CPS, they, they got the bomb threat, but there was never really a... 
I don't know. There was never really urgency from what we were seeing as they they had it all under control. The bomb threat was supposedly outside of the school. Um, they think that I believe they identified somebody who may be a suspect in that one. But then a couple hours later, not healthy schools, a shooting threat. Parents were racing to the school to pick up kids as they release kids uh, um, from that. And they just had a threat a few weeks back where they canceled school for the entire day because of a threat the night before. So once again, police have to investigate these and identify who's responsible, bring them to justice. But it's just annoying for administrative students, parents to have to deal with something terrifying like that. Yes, Clark Montessori went on lockout, not lockdown or lock in. Uh, our cameras were there. We saw police outside, but we also saw students being dropped off. Uh, the school day continued, although kids were allowed to be excused um, after the all clear was given, picked up by their parents. And then in Mount Healthy, uh, school was canceled for the rest of the day. Police also adding that they don't think the two threats are connected. Um, but as you're saying, very annoying. You think, especially from our perspective, you think you're done with one, and then a couple hours later, you get the other one right back, right back into the swing of things. Our third story this morning: uh, Republicans have nominated uh, a Speaker of the House, but it doesn't appear to be it'll be a smooth sail once again. No, I mean if you remember back to the last Speaker vote with Kevin McCarthy, it took him 15 rounds. We're going to see how long it takes a uh, Speaker, or excuse me, uh, Representative Steve Scalise out of Louisiana to uh, maybe win the speakership. He was up against Jim Jordan from out here in Ohio. They went into a private vote among the Republican uh, caucus last night. Scalise came out by about 14, 15 votes. He really can't afford to lose any votes on the House floor. Every Democrat has already said they're going to vote for Hakeem Jeffries, the minority leader. So it's going to come down to if Speaker Scalise or potentially Speaker Scalise can get the votes needed to win the speakership or else we might see the round robin votes, the deal making. I'll give you this if you give me your vote. And right now, Congress is at a standstill because of this. The, the, the business of the lower chamber cannot be done without a House Speaker, without a second in line to the presidency. Right. Uh, House members such as Lone Bo Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Max Miller, Chip Roy have all signaled they still intend to vote for Jordan, and Scalise can only lose four Republican votes. You've got That's at four least right four there. right there. <laughs> um, however, it is worth noting Matt Gates, who is kind of the face of the Kevin McCarthy ouster, has signaled he will support uh, Scalise. So we'll see if he can rally some of his Freedom Caucus uh, members to join him on that side um, but certainly uh, as we said not smooth sailing uh, once again as the uh, speaker of the house race uh, moves forward we'll see if Jim Jordan gets more support uh, in the coming days uh, how about a little two for one action for you this morning Love that. Uh, a couple of uh, <laughs> sports updates a couple of sports tickets updates in, in a weird roundabout way uh, if you're a member of Big Blue Nation we know a lot of our Northern Kentucky listeners have their ears perked you're gonna have a chance to see the Wildcats before anyone else because they're coming to an arena near you yeah that'll be a fun one there going to be playing um, a blue and white scrimmage at NKU's Truist Arena. Tickets on sale this morning, this Thursday, 10 o'clock. Prices range from 10 to 25 bucks. And what I really love about this is all proceeds are going to flood relief in eastern Kentucky and tornado relief in western Kentucky. So a very cool thing there for Big Blue Nation to go see their team. And then FC Cincinnati, this is what success smells like. No season tickets left. They've basically sold out all of them. Yep, all of them, and they've announced uh, a new initiative. Uh, the Orange and Blue Reserve, a season ticket waitlist, will come with other perks, too. You get priority. Uh, you get, of course, top-of-the-line waitlist for season tickets, priority access to pre-sales for other matches, uh, merch discounts, and a free subscription to, app, uh, to MLS Season Pass through Apple. Uh, many other things, free FC Cincinnati 2 uh, entry to matches as well. Um, so if you were thinking about 
putting your name on the ticket list for next year. That has come and gone, but hope is not all lost if you want to be part of the hottest ticket in town for 2024. Yeah, so congrats to FC and all their success. And our final story, Fletcher, you and I are not $1.73 billion richer, unfortunately. Yes, though you will have seen me if we were, because I'm very much a put it in the bank, work for a couple years, then quietly peace out. But yeah, someone... Listen, if you put $500 million lump sum in the bank, it'd be tough to make me wake up early. <laughs> I'll come, because I signed a contract, but... You will see changes in my life. <laughs> yes, one lucky person in California picked all the correct numbers in the Powerball lot uh, drawing. Uh, 1.73 billion was the jackpot, the second largest in the lottery's history. Uh, don't know what was chosen by the winner. If it was the lump sum or the was it 20 year payout? Um, but if the lump sum is chosen, that is a cool 775 million. Uh, just for spending 20 bucks at the gas station. Yes, and the ticket was bought in California, so those California state taxes will take a good chunk of that, but yes. they'll still have plenty of money to enjoy after. Yes, and that. something something that you always forget about, and you know, here we write and do all these stories that the whatever entity, gas station, grocery store, whatever, sold the ticket, gets a cut as well. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how large that cut is for the second biggest jackpot of all time. Yes, congrats to that person. Congrats to another Powerball winner. That is five on five in five. That's Fletcher. I'm Stephen. We'll see you back here tomorrow for another episode.